Hello and welcome to the Cabin Fever Podcast. The hottest club in Berlin. Boom, chicka, boom, chicka. That's what all the clubs in Berlin play. That's right, and coincidentally, <laughs> today we're coming to you from inside Bergheim. What's Bergheim? It's that club in Berlin that it's really hard to get into. Oh, I am so drunk, you guys, that I didn't even realize we were in Bergheim. It's I crazy. I forgot what Bergheim is, which is so weird because I'm such a clubber. I think our drinks are here. Oh, pop the champs again. And off we go. <laughs> We're starting today's episode with a special disclaimer that mm-hmm. I have increased my dose of ADHD meds this week mm-hmm. and they have made me very irritable. So if at any point it sounds like I'm snapping at Fiona, I probably am. Mm-hmm. But the medical term, deep. I think, is that Maddie's just been a bit of a cranky bitch this week. <laughs> However, I did learn something new. What did you from learn? From Googling last night. Ooh. Remember what I was texting you last night? Oh, I, I wouldn't know, Maddie, because I'm actually in a light and humor now, and I put my phone in the other room when I'm going to sleep. Okay, anyway. Around 2 a.m. <laughs> I was Googling meth. Oh, yeah. Um, because we're immune. <laughs> we, I think we're immune to Sorry meth. for the spoiler, guys, because but holy shit. Because our ADHD medication is technically an amphetamine. Mm-hmm. It is an amphetamine. I don't know why I said technically. Um, Both technically and just is an amphetamine. So I was thinking... Does that mean if we took meth, it would just be like super concentration? And I did preface this by saying to Fiona, I need to specify this is not a suggestion. No. I'm not trying to say let's go do meth. I'm just saying what if. Just seeing what our boundaries are. So I did some Googling and apparently it is very similar. I know Maybe the next podcast we do meth? Just kidding. If the FBI is listening, I'm terrified of drugs. Or just our parents. If anyone's listening. Or even if the young, impressionable youth, which might have been lured in by this uh, episode's title. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Um, Um, We're not going to do meth. We don't think you should do meth. I do also have a a pretty solid theory that um, cocaine with ADHD mm -hmm. are pretty immune. Um, (laughs) Not necessarily immune, but a weird... Weird weird, reaction. An adverse reaction. A down rather than an up. Mm. Um, But anyway. uh, Now that we've talked about the class A hard (laughs) drugs that we think we might be able to do, but we'll definitely still be too scared to ever do. Slash just really, it's not even on the radar. I swear to God. I read a really interesting article about how the cocaine industry is being affected in Australia. And I was Mm. like, because of the the current situation. And I wouldn't have even thought about that. No, because I don't acquire nor sell cocaine. Yeah, but I just wouldn't have thought about how it would impact that. But when you do start thinking about it, yeah, the international drug trade is really going to be going through some shit right now. Yeah. So So our hearts go out to the international (laughs) drug trade. Our hearts go out to anybody dealing with illicit drugs. And we must (laughs) emphasize again, if you have ADHD or if you don't, uh, we do not suggest that you even one time try meth. No, don't do it. (laughs) But two times, go crazy, girl. (laughs) Before our win and wine this week, yes. we have a very special feature, which is our second ever advice poem. Our first ever external <laughs> request for advice mm-hmm. has come through in our Instagram DMs. Hit us up at a hey cabin fever. I forgot which one. At I tried to I tried to pronounce fever. the at sign. I got real confused. At a heaven cafe. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you spelled Latin. Um, It's at Hey Cabin Fever. Thank you. And this is the question. My general question is how can I employ the pattern and CDF scheming methods along with moon cult activities to, brackets, force is the wrong word, coax a particular person into loving me. Some background info on the situation. He's four years younger than me. We work next door to each other. 
The first time I became aware of his cuteness, hated how you said that, was Halloween, brackets, is he cursed? <laughs> we spent months flirting in person at work. On the Sagittarius new moon, I began a set of moon phase manifestation tarot cards. Trying to manifest his love. There were some very oddly specific parallels with the cards and our situation. No shit, that's because tarot works. The spreads worked? Oh, yeah. Three days before the end of the moon cycle, we hooked up. Spent a blissful three weeks casually seeing each other over Christmas and Jan. I stopped doing the tarot spreads. He stopped wanting me. In March, I started doing more moon-faced tarot spreads. He started flooding again, but then quarantine kind of ruined it. We had a brief convo about potentially being friends with benefits a monthish ago, but he ended up deciding it was a bad idea because he doesn't want to ruin the friendship. Ugh. Also, can I use scheming and or the moon cult to change his personality so that he's less shit? The question arises, you probably can, but should you? Allow me to answer that, Maddie. In our first ever... Diagnostic acrostic. Ooh. The word for this acrostic poem is nope. <laughs> N. Need to step back from thinking that you can fix people. Mm. O. Occult cannot change trash men. P. Persist with utilizing the moon cult, but for more worthy courses, aka people worth keeping in your life. And E. Ew, just read he's four years younger than you, and unless you were 30 or over, the developmental and social changes that occur are too broad to consider a serious long-term relationship, unless it is very specific or rare circumstances, which is not the case here. So there you have it. That is our diagnostic acrostic. And I think you covered some really important points, so well done. Thank you. Wine and win. Why don't we start with you this week, Fiona? Oh my god, all about me, I love it. Um, so... What's your win? I'm going to throw us both under the bus here. We learned about GST. Oh no. And what writing off for taxes means. Oh no. <laughs> so. Oh my god. These two savvy. Business owners. Business owners. Um, only within the last year learned that. So you know, you know how you have a tax write off. <laughs> or a business expense. <laughs> a business expense. Um. <laughs> We genuinely, in our heart of foolish, foolish hearts... And this really does shed light upon just the absolute privilege from which we spring. Yes. Um, that a tax write-off meant that just the government just paid for it. I dead ass. <laughs> we both thought that if you had a business expense that you could write off in your taxes, it meant that you got, you got the whole, you got the whole the thing back. back. So if I bought a laptop and I used it for work... I get all the money back. Or maybe I can't prove that I use it all for work, but I use it like 60% for work. So I get 60% of the money back. In hindsight, I don't know how we thought that that is possible at all, but we did until last year. Yeah. Then Um, I thought (laughs) that you got the GST back. GST is just the tax that's added to the price of something. Yeah. I thought that (laughs) you don't get the full price back. But you get the GST back. So if I buy a $2,000 laptop, Mm -hmm. they give me $200 back. Because it's a business expense, so I shouldn't be paying tax on that. Of course, yeah. Um, And then I've now learned that instead, it kind of just gets absorbed into your income. And so it's not, like, taxable income. Yeah, it decreases your taxable income. You don't just get money back. You don't just get money back. And how did we learn that, Fiona? Um, from an episode of Shits Creek, which I have been getting into another win. Really enjoying that show. Um, where they they did perhaps make fun of the idea one, that someone might think. Yeah, that, that that's what tax a tax deductible. 
<sighs> so the positive news is... We've learned. And the win is... We are more savvy businesswomen than ever before. But it's also kind of a loss because... Damn, I really thought I was going to get like at least like eight bucks back. It really is just so fucking insane that we ever thought that was the case. I know. And like as soon as anyone explained it, we were like, oh, we're, we're really dumb. Really dumb. <laughs> yeah. What's your wine? And my wine is, look, I know this is not a political podcast, but the fact that Jeff Bezos is about to be a fucking trillionaire, I'm so mad about it. And it's like the only thing that I can think about all week that's making me angry just because the theme around laptops is very prevalent because my laptop's dying. And I'm like, if he's gonna be a trillionaire, he just chucked me 2000 for a new MacBook Pro. He wouldn't even notice. Wouldn't even notice. Obviously I'm not the worst person off financially. So he could be doing better things with his money than giving me a new MacBook Pro, MacBook Pro. But it is also just really annoying that he has all that money and I don't have a new MacBook Pro. That's fair. What's your win in wine? My win for this week mm-hmm. is that one day I woke up on time. Well done. That one day is my, my win for the week. We have fucked our sleeping pattern, guys. We really have. Every single night, we're like, Kate, we're going to bed now. Early night for both of us. We're going to do it. And every night, yeah. we think we are. And then, at Especially like, there was that one night where we, it was after games night, and we were like, we're definitely doing it tonight. We're both like, we're so tired. We're going to go right so to bed. We're so tired. We're going to go right to bed. It's not going to be an issue. And, and then, then invariably at like 3.30 a.m., one of us texts and the other one is absolutely awake. Yeah. And we're like, oh, Fuck. fuck. <laughs> I have two wines for this mm-hmm. week. One is a really, it's a mini wine. Mm-hmm. And it's just that I'm still... It's a shot glass of Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm still very upset that they changed the aesthetic of the badminton emoji. The badminton emoji mm-hmm. used to be gray, white, light blue. I mm-hmm. used that shit all day long. Mm-hmm. Then they changed the badminton <laughs> emoji to A, make the racket more chunky, which is not even true to form. Mm-hmm. And turn it yellow. So now I can't use a fucking badminton emoji. That's really upsetting. And it was really essential to my lifestyle and overall vibe. And I'm still upset about it. It happened years ago. But every so often I go and look at it and be like, can I use you yet? No. My second wine mm-hmm. is, I tweeted about this and you saw it. I understand that <laughs> Americans mm-hmm. are allowed to perform Shakespeare. Yeah. But I yeah, do yeah. not think legally, morally. Mm-hmm that they should be allowed to do it in their own accents. Yeah, ethically, it should not Absolutely be not. No. Like, and I'm not talking about, like, reimaginings. For instance, like, Taming of the Shrew, Ten Things I Hate About You. She's the man. She's the man. Like, you know, fine. If you're going to completely remake it, do it in whatever accent. Even, yeah. like, Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet, I can give a pass because it is so sure. stylized yeah. that the fact they're American, like, is it's self-aware. Yeah. But I was watching a production of King Lear the other day for... Um, some culture points from my Sims chart for the week. Love that. And it was like a really high quality production. So I was like, shit, yeah, here we go. All American. Yeah. They were all American. That's and really it, upsetting. it did not work. I'm sure there are some Americans that can perform Shakespeare amazingly, but they shouldn't do it in their own accents. Yeah. I'm not accepting comments on this. It's just <laughs> the truth. And people may be like, well, actually... Back in Shakespeare's day, British accents were oh, more God, like American. Yeah. They were not American accents. They were like Cornwall accents of anything. Yeah. Do it in a Cornwall accent if you want to. Go crazy. Not American. That's it. That's fair. Today's topic is one that I'm sure you have all been quivering to hear about. I feel like our Instagram DMs will be packed with it if mm-hmm. people weren't so nervous to admit that this is the episode they need from us. It is a really difficult topic to broach because it is one that weighs so heavily on you, but you feel so alone, even though 
you're all in the same boat, I promise. Every single one of you, and we have looked at our demographic, and some might say, Fiona and Maddie, that's not your demographic at all. But we know your dirty little secret, or your lack thereof. You're waiting for that first kiss. And don't worry, we're here to help. We're We're here to take your little hand and guide you through the turbulent seas. The... The ups and the downs, the do's and the don'ts. The ins and the outs when the it comes to the, the times. You were doing a rhyme, I wasn't. I'm sorry, that's embarrassing for me. But you know what? Sometimes, Maddie, life or your first kiss isn't just poetry. Sometimes you need to rap, drop a beat. <laughs> your first kiss, it's coming up. Can't wait for you to grab a cup of juice and have a kiss. Get loose. Okay, so basically we have looked... At our demo, we mm-hmm. thought, what do 17 to 28-year-olds need to know? How to, how have, to have a first kiss. How to have the first kiss. How to prepare, what to factor in, what yeah. to do, where to put your hands, where should it be located, how do I choose my suitor? Guys, oh. we have all of these answers. And more. So much more. So, buckle in, sweaty. <laughs> and off we go. In three, two, mwah. Yeah, hated that. (laughs) Okay. I understand that many people have their first kisses at many different ages. Some of my friends had their first kisses when we were like 17. Mm -hmm. No one one gives a shit. Do it at whatever age. But our content is going to be geared towards the uh, roughly the 13 age bracket. Yeah, I'd say say like 13 to 15. Yeah. Or 12, not 11. Don't do it if you're 11. No. 12 to 11 year olds listening to this explicit (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Well, what are our qualifications, first of all, Maddie? Have, have you had your first kiss? I have. And I've had my first kiss. So... So, sorry to any family members listening. No. <laughs> For context, we have not looked at these notes since we made them at 3am like a week and yeah. a half ago. And we wrote it out, we smashed it out, and then we were like, let's not look at it again until the we moment. Record. So... <laughs> we've basically just written a list of things to consider... When it's coming up to your first kiss. Yeah. How, how to get your first kiss. Yeah. How to navigate your first kiss. Things to think about so that you can take that weight off your shoulder, sweetie, and just concentrate on the passion <laughs> of the moment. If we are accidentally very heteronormative in this episode, it is because, first of all... Not to, like, diss any heteros listening to us, but Maddie's the only person who I actually believe when she says she's 100% straight. Yeah. Like, and I don't think anyone is straight, apart no. from Maddie. And I see it as a weakness. Yeah. To be honest. To, to, her being straight is a weakness. Yeah, it to be sucks. Clear. So, <laughs> so, number one, oral hygiene, hygiene, his slash hers, slash theirs, theirs and, and yours. yours. Theirs and yours. Yes. Perfect plural. Ugh. Let's just, wow. It's the great one. God, we really didn't write a very complex notes for this. No. Uh, number one, brush your teeth. Brush your teeth. Brush um, your tongue. I used to have, do you remember those little Listerine strips? Yes, I do. And it, I, I would always carry, those Those were the hip cool things in our high school. Mm-hmm. Pop, pop one of those on your tongue, burns the fucking tongue off you. Yeah? It sure does. Brush the teeth, brush the tongue, always brush the tongue because most bad breath actually comes from your tongue. Most, yeah, all the bacteria. Um, I'm assuming something that may be of concern mm-hmm. if you are pursuing your first kiss, mm-hmm. one or both of you may have braces. True. I, at one point, had braces, and I made out with plenty of people, so it's absolutely fine. I don't think braces get in the way of them at all. I feel like that's a thing that they put in movies, but I've honestly... It's not a real thing. Yeah, I had braces, and I kissed people with braces, and never an issue. All you need to... Wait, no, I never kissed people with braces. I got my braces off when I was, like, 
in year, at the start of year seven. Oh, I got mine off three yeah. quarters of the way through year nine, so I'd made out with a lot of people by then. Yeah. All you need to make sure re-braces is that you don't have food stuck in there, sweetie pie. Yeah. You're fine. An important one, if you are considering putting something on your little lippy lips that isn't your future kissing partner, <laughs> lip balm or lip gloss. This is a crucial distinction. Mm-hmm. Now, you may be led to believe from pop culture that lip gloss is the way to go. Because I'm here to tell you. It's absolutely not. Absolutely not, no. It is the worst idea. The pros of lip gloss, right? Fun shine. A bit alluring. They, they draw attention to the lips, you know? Mm-hmm. Fun little taste. Yeah, and if you're trying to get someone looking on over at your little lippy lips, that's a good way to do it. Make or them shine. you could even use one of those lip glosses that like burns the hell out of your lips and makes them a tiny, tiny bit plumper for a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. So. Um, but the thing is, when you're actually getting to the smacking of lips... It is so sticky. It's disgusting. It gets in the way of the entire kiss. Gets stuck to everything. Gets stuck to your hair. Gets stuck to them. Gets stuck to literally anything that's going on. You don't want it. Sometimes if it's a low quality lip gloss, it's like goopy. Yeah. Like at best, it's a bit weird and slippery. And at worst, it's a whole fucking disaster. Sticky mess. You don't even want to have to deal with that when you've kissed at least four people, let alone the first time. Yeah, so I wanted the first one. However, lip balm is essential it is fantastic what you're gonna want to do is after you finish brushing your teeth and your tongue you're gonna get a little little toothbrush and brush those lips that's right it actually polishes off the dead skin mm-hmm. makes better it than any smooth. scrub don't be taken in by those lip scrubs with the sugar no 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 the lush ones do smell and taste delicious yeah but they don't actually do the job as well as just brushing your lips that's true but i just i really do want to give a shout out to the fact that it can just be a bit of fun a bit a little fun treatment the same way true. That it, yeah. if you want to make an experience of it your first kiss exactly it's a that's what I mean. get that get that bubblegum lip scrub that's right scrub those lippies put on some lip balm but a, a good one because the thing mm. with chapstick and this is your first kiss right we, we ain't skimping here guys the thing with the first kiss is you don't know when it's gonna happen you may have an inkling that it'll be tonight Mm-hmm. But how far into the night? Are you going to have to reapply this lip balm? Will you even think to? What you want is something with longevity. And what I'm here to offer to you is mm-hmm. lanolin. It can be found in many different lip balms. I won't name a specific brand, despite the fact I did work for one, so I know a yeah. lot about lanolin. But if anyone wants to sponsor us, hit us up. Absolutely. I know so many yep. facts about lanolin. You smack it on there, it will sink into your lips, then leave them moisturized all night long. I would actually like to put forward my own personal recommendation, Maddie. Mm-hmm. Sure. And that is the rose version of Vaseline. Because Vaseline does moisture and protect your lips, which is especially important in sunny climates. We might get a little bit of sunburn on them. And more importantly, in cold climates, where you can get that little chapped lip thing going on because it's cold. Vaseline protects from that. And the rose one has a slight pink tint. So you're getting that benefit that you want from the lip gloss to draw a little more attention to your lips, but without compromising the moisture or the feel. What I will say. You look so upset by my recommendation. I used to be on the Vaseline train 100%. Yeah. And but I, unfortunately, I that's like when Will goes to the supermarket. And he's like, sadly, they're out of rigatoni. I'm like, it's not that fucking deep, babe. <laughs> Vaseline, petroleum mm-hmm. jelly, if you will. Yes, is great for that like little temporary fix. Yeah. But 
Lanolin does scientifically, have longer lasting. it doesn't have that sink in. We both recommend absolutely, under no circumstances, Wear lip gloss. gloss. And absolutely no circumstances, lipstick or anything with a strong Oh my tint. god, you, and you do not need to be meddling with lipstick Mm-mm. at the age that you're having your first kiss. I still don't, I'm 27. Yeah. So. The next topic uh, is <laughs> emotional preparedness. Mm-hmm. Much to consider. So much to consider. You, I think a big part of this, Maddie, is motive. Mm. Why do you want your first kiss? And you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. If you just want your first kiss because you want your first kiss, go get it. No one really has a good reason for wanting their first kiss. Unless no. you're like this specific person. And you're like in love, love with them, them and shit like that, whatever. But like... Most of the time your first kiss isn't going to be with someone that you're in love with. It wasn't for me. No, I... I, did, I had a crush though. I had a crush. I didn't. I had not met him prior to that night. Yeah. And I never saw him again except for one time when I ran away from him outside Cold Rock on Glen Ferry Road. Love that. Emotional preparedness is literally just, do you feel ready to lock lips with someone else? It mm-hmm. is not that deep. You don't need to be taking other people's emotional preparedness into it. If everyone else had their first kiss, but you're just not vibing having your first kiss, just don't have your first kiss Just yet. don't do it. Yeah. It's not a big deal. And if people ask you, just lie. No one fact checks this shit. <laughs> True. It's not that big if of a you deal. you know, you know. Yeah. However... You do need to manage your expectations. So true. if you're getting your hopes up that you're going to kiss someone and then you're going to be together forever, maybe prepare yourself for the possibility that may not eventuate. Also, even if you're planning to kiss someone and you think it's going to go smoothly, it might not. Mm-mm. This is your first time and it might even be their first time as mm-hmm. well. There's so, a recipe for disaster. Yeah. We'll get to that later. Carefully selecting a suitor. First up, Social standing compatibility. And we mean this when we say compatibility. We're not saying use your first kiss to social climb Mm -mm. or to try and get in with a new group. You know, I would really not recommend doing it to get in with a new group because what if your first impression with a new group is that you kiss someone because we know how bad the first kiss can go. Mm -hmm. Maybe emotions get involved and that is a messy start to a new group. Nope. So social standing compatibility. This means you don't want to go too far down. Mm -hmm. You also, as Fiona said, don't want to go too far up. Find someone who's on a similar social level to you. Only you know what that is. They probably have some mutual friends with you, but they're not a core part of your main group. No, I no, I disagree. Hmm? I think they can be a core part of your main group. If that works, my first kiss was someone in my core group. And it was also someone else in my core group's first kiss. <laughs> Very incestuous friendship group in high school. No, it, but it works out. It does. I think you're just speaking to your experience. And you know what, Maddie? That's valid. That's true, but you have admitted you had feelings for this one. Yeah, but I was like, what, 13? Like, how strong were the feelings? Uh, much stronger than any other age, probably. <laughs> <laughs> you both need to be on the same page about the vibe. I was about to say, yeah. yeah. I was like, what are your concerns with the group situation? Yeah. Let's unpack it a little. Hmm. Um, yeah, so I think just as long as you're on the same page about what the first kiss means. Although you don't want to go too far above you, you do want to want aim to slightly above your station. Yeah. Here. Which is another reason I think that I was like, not in the immediate social group. Yeah. You want someone that other people think is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, because you just don't need the drama of being like, oh, did I fuck up and kiss someone who's below me? And if no. you're listening to this and you're like, what a horrible thing to say. You, this, is, this is high school. It's called reality. Almost everybody having their first okay. kiss. So you think about it. Yeah. Personal attraction. You, you gotta you gotta be into them on some level you've gotta have some because a lot of the first kiss is the lead up to it mm-hmm. the little the hand holding the you're getting close and then your faces are near each other and if your faces are near each other and you are not physically attracted to the person 
that's just not going to be... You're not going to want to move those lips in for a little smooching. No. The lurch or the lean-in, depending on really the how it goes. <laughs> yeah, because some of them just lurch forward. True. If Especially you are if not... It's, it's spin the bottle. And you know what? If you've had lost your first kiss and <laughs> spin the bottle... If your first kissy kiss has been stolen from you in a game of spin the bottle... First of all, what did you expect when you decided to play? Second yeah. of all, Fine. There's no problem with that. No problem with that. Mm. It'll actually be quite a good anecdote in years to come. Yeah. One of my personal favorite first kisses. Mm-hmm. Anyone I know who has told me that their first kiss was on stage or in rehearsal, obsessed with that. That's an iconic one. I love it. And because they never let on. No. They're always like, I didn't tell the director. I didn't tell the other person. Yeah. And it's like, wow, did you even have your first kiss then? Or was it the character? Yeah. You could have two. <laughs> one of the most terrifying moments of your entire life will be that split second before the first kiss when the other person leans in. If you are not personally attracted to this person, you will have no control and you will move away. You may move away even if you are into them. Mm -hmm. Because it's just horrifying. It's a a very scary moment. Not to freak you out, dear tiny young listener (laughs) from a demographic we certainly have. Anyway. It's called evergreen content. Look it up, sweaty. So my first kiss was with someone who did not go to my brother's school. Oh my God. Here's the thing. Did you make it up? (laughs) (laughs) I've never had my first kiss. (laughs) Imagine if you just like, that was the story you told everyone. Because the, oh, he doesn't go to our school thing. Like maybe you just told everyone that. And now it's like, I can't give it up now. What I was trying to say is Mm -hmm. sometimes when you're acquiring that first smooch Mm -hmm. or just when you're at a party in general Mm -hmm. and you are a teenager or 27, Sometimes to get through it, you got to pretend to be someone else for a little while. Not to the extent of giving a fake name, but just putting on a bit of bravado, (laughs) putting on a bit of bravado, being like, I do this all the time. This person doesn't need to know that this is my first kiss. I'm so cool. I do this all the time. If you're putting on an air that is slightly misleading, Mm -hmm. not in a bad way, but just to boost your own confidence. Of course. You really, really need to think about if you're going to run into this person again. In a situation that's Fair. not necessarily a party. Because another party, same story, you're fine. Yeah. But if it's a daytime and you run into them, Can you from experience, you're you're going to straight up turn and run. You know? <laughs> or like, are you willing to become that person anytime y- you see him? Yeah. Are you? Some people may not care. I really did. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's just something to consider. Will there be ongoing future interaction? Fair. What that means to you will vary. But you need to think about it. That's valid. And if you think it may be complicated, just turn, walk a couple meters away, you'll find another one. The next area that we need to discuss is location, 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 buddy. The main two settings Mm -hmm. that we've outlined for a first kiss, and I'm sure any of you who have ever even heard about a first kiss will agree, are parties versus the park. (laughs) That's really the only two options for a first kiss. It will either be parties Obviously, self-explanatory, but they will probably honestly not involve alcohol. Mm. No, but like first kiss. I was 13 and mine involved alcohol. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I Not a lot. Just like a cruiser. Mine was 14 and it did not involve alcohol. Oh, okay. Um, Even if there is drinking, no one's fully smashed. I really hope. Oh, I wasn't. Okay. (laughs) Also. Can include things like a school disco. Anything Absolutely. with a party atmosphere. Absolutely. There's probably a bit of music going on. There, are, Oh my gosh. There are 100% those games where like one of them's like the gummy bear where you like trade. These, these are things. Or like the card game. 
oh, like where you have to suck blood. the card and then, yeah. Yeah. I would call it middle school kinky. <laughs> where there are no clothes coming off. No. But you're basically trying to get your lips as close together yeah. as you can. And, and everyone's doing it because there's hormones flowing. Some games that were popular in our day oh God. <laughs> for getting faces closer to each other, but without actually kissing. Or having to admit that you want to, because sometimes that is the yeah. worst thing in the world. Yeah, because it can seem desperado, but if it's just a game happening. I absolutely would never admit that I really want to kiss you, but if we get locked in the closet for seven minutes in heaven, then whatever happens, happens. We never did seven minutes in heaven. Did I you think, guys do it? I think so. Like, it definitely was a real thing that happened. But I think the group that I was in, we just jumped right to it. <laughs> to be honest, there was very little fanfare involved. Um, so the classic suck and blow, you've probably seen this in Clueless, where you get a card and one of you sucks and one of you blows, you have to pass the card around the circle. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, what if the card drops? Suddenly you're smacking lips. Was it on purpose? You'll never know. <laughs> the jelly bean game, or it can be used with a gummy bear, any sort of small, sweet lolly or candy, depending on where you're listening from. You just have to pass it one to the other. These, by the way, I really want to clarify, none of these are acceptable games in the current climate. Spin the bottle, absolute classic. Spin the bottle is the classic. Yeah. Because you can make out with anyone yeah. that's there. And also... If you're secretly by jackpot, this is a really good one for all the hidden queer kids because all you need is just that attitude of why the fuck wouldn't we do it? It's weirder if you make it a thing. There is a little thing called who you've kissed is social currency. Not now in our life. No, but, but in high school. In high school, spin the bottle. Great way to get those numbers up mm-hmm. if you're playing with the right group. Yes. I will say that <laughs> kissing a shitload of people is not a great idea. I, what, why not? one New Year's, <laughs> kissed literally, and mm-hmm. everyone in my friendship group did this. If you've ever been to Lorne for New Year's, if you're from Victoria, you know the vibe. I literally, <laughs> I literally mm-hmm. lost count of how many people I kissed you that New Year's. so crazy. That is the most disgusting <laughs> thing I could ever think of right now. Most, dis- most disgusting thing. Yeah. But in high school, you're like... But when I was 14, I was like, let's get those numbers up, baby. You did that at 14? Well, it was like two days before my 15th birthday. Damn. Still very disgusting. Oh, but I, no, I just remember though. How did I not get glandular from that? Year nine was the most off the rails year of my the most entire kissy life. Year. Not even. That was when we started having like gatherings with alcohol and people's parents were away yeah, and shit fair. like that. Yeah. And then after that, we all just kind of quieted down and did musicals. The point is finding a setting, parties versus the park. Yeah. If you want to just kiss a random, parties. Perfect. Parties all the way. If you want to kiss a bad boy, go for the park. Also, park has like a little romantic vibe to it. It does. Actually, it does. Because even if I think about, like, absolute freaks I've kissed in parks, there's always yeah. that, like, vibe where you at least pretend you're out that of you're nature, into each other. You're stars are above you. There's also a matter of, who else is going to be there, guys? Who else is going to be at the park? Because, or Which at the park party. Is it? Or at the party. Oh, yeah. Because, like, for example, my first kiss was at a party, but we did pull aside to her cinema. Had my first kiss and then... Emerge victorious. Stepped back out there with a little glow above me. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And went straight back into playing that jelly bean game. (laughs) Something we didn't write down that you do need to think about is that if you are doing the first kiss for any reason other than just genuinely being into the person, Mm -hmm. you got to make sure someone sees. Oh, yeah. You have to make sure someone sees, someone knows. Yeah. For the moment of the first kiss, it was a private event. And then you emerged and everybody knew. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Is it their friendship group? Is it your, is friendship, it your group? friendship group? Is, is it, it both? But do you have the same friendship group? Or is it 
a, a large gathering of people because you also want to not be too conspicuous. For the first kiss, mm-hmm. you do not want this to be a small gathering in the park. You do not want this to be daytime. No, oh my God. Absolutely no. under no circumstances. Mm, you know what? Different high schools have different weird daytime traditions that this could work out. For example, we have like a school fair every year and there are areas you can sneak off. I'm not saying a daytime kiss is ideal, but sometimes if your school has that right event that mm-hmm. you know the vibe could happen, I can imagine someone's kiss happening at a school fair from 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 the vibe that my school fairs had. I'm going to agree and yeah. disagree. I know exactly the vibe you mean. Mm-hmm. A first kiss with someone, sure, mm-hmm. but the first kiss... I think that atmosphere, I'd have a fucking panic attack. That's And that's what I said, Paul. I just want to open up the area that if there is a day, it's not all daytime events, absolutely not. Mm -mm. But you might know of your school or your city's specific daytime event that you think it could work for. And if you know in your heart of hearts that it can work, go for it. Follow your heart. I will say we're both coming at this from incredibly similar private girls' school perspectives. Yes. (laughs) So... Both our schools mingled heavily with the boys. We'll just say that. Oh, yeah. Like, but you, yeah. private girls' school nonetheless. So yes. we have no clue what public school people or co-eds are doing. Yeah. Maybe. Are they just kissing at school? I think so. Under the bleachers. Heard that one before. How do they stop them from doing that? God, my girls are not going to a co-ed school. Oh, absolutely I not. mean, so many reasons, but yeah. absolutely not. Yeah. Pros and cons for both. So yeah. the pros for parties, anonymity is a huge one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cover of night is a great one. And also another great one for a party is you have an instant thing to get back to. Yeah. Because you don't want to like have that first kiss and be like, oh, we spend the evening chatting no. now do i have to wait am i with you now until my mom picks me up you don't want to Ugh. get yourself into that situation no. another pro for parties is the noise level all about the action very little about the words mm-hmm. and you actually might like that excuse to be like i can't hear you, you. i'm just gonna i'm just gonna uh. i've got to get a bit closer to you yeah or just like once you're done you're like i've got to yeah and you walk off the noise is a really good excuse to get closer you're like oh i can't really hear you i'm just gonna sit right up in your face that is true and also a great thing about parties is that you can do the whole thing where you're like oh just come sit out on the curb with me or like come sit on this like bench with me so we can like have a chat yeah so we can actually hear each other and then suddenly bam you're in private baby and mm-hmm. you can get smooching the cons of a party everyone's looking to smooch more competition that's true that's really it yeah that's really it pros of the park mm-hmm. it's a different setting if that's a vibe you're going for absolutely and also it is it is a more romantic setting it's a bit theatrical very theatrical and another pro of a park is you can revisit the spot you had your first kiss. I can't go back to the place that I had my first kiss because that would be really weird for me to go back to a friend's house that I ha- I was friends with her in year nine. Yeah, I could go back to the Docklands, but that's about as close as I can get. Yeah. For the memories, you can just go back and be like, oh, I had my first kiss there. Yeah, I've, I Great. can't say I've ever had the urge to revisit my first kiss. Neither but would it be nice to have the option. The option, yeah. Mm. A pro or a con of a park is if you're in the park at nighttime, you're going to feel so rebellious. That could True. increase the vibe of like, let's do something else bad. Or you could just be so fucking anxious the whole time that you're going to get in trouble for something. If you could go back and do it all over again, would mm-hmm. you go party or park? A oh, thousand percent party. Same. Thousand percent. Yeah. Ne- no. Every situation I've been in a park when I was <laughs> meant to kiss someone, yeah. I wanted to die. I freaked out so hard. I've had many a good kiss in parks, but I do still think party is the better option because you have that easy breakaway and easy comeback because if you even if you break away in a park your friends can still 
maybe even see you. If there's not enough trees and foliage around, Mm -hmm. your friends can probably still see, and that's not the privacy you want. And also, you have to consider the possibility Mm -hmm. that people are going to tease you. You're going to get teased. Yeah, Everyone got a little bit teased. Even if it's like respect teasing, you're going to get hazed for it. Yeah. So you have to have that excuse of, and was at a party? Yeah. And what? Okay, I think we can move on from location. I, I will just say, though, yeah. I mentioned this briefly, and I do think it's an important point. Mm-hmm. If you want to kiss a bad boy, do it at a park. The real bad boys, mm-hmm. they don't even want to be at that lame party. They probably <laughs> threaten to knife someone who's at that party and won't be let in by the person's what kind mom. What bad boys were you mixing with? Some really bad, I think they, they went to juvie like the next year. Oh my god, that is um, so much. Yeah, really very, very bad. My worst was like, oh, one of them like smoked weed one time or something. Oh, one of them, uh, mine got expelled from school in year nine for taking ecstasy in class. That was in a class. private school one. Yeah, that wasn't even the bad boy I meant. Damn. Yeah, really fucking terrible ideas, guys. These are not, this is not a fun thing. Fun idea, a very bad so, idea. Uh, as we did clarify earlier, please don't do meth don't or do cocaine, it. and also don't do ecstasy. Especially not in class. <laughs> All right, next up. Is it a prank? Probably not. Probably not. But it is important to consider. This uh, is where uh-huh. the social standing comes into play, because if you're like, this seems too good to be true, it might be. You just never know what the fallout's going to be. Mm-hmm. You never know. And also, there absolutely is a certain type of guy especially oh god yeah who is gonna be like i know she's into me i'm gonna kiss her and see what happens ha 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 like you just have to That's you true. have to consider it it's yeah. just an important base to cover also the drama to follow so we touched on this briefly with the fact you are definitely going to get hazed to some extent yeah everyone's going to be like oh my god you kiss that person even if it's someone that other people want to kiss it's just going to happen it's a rite of passage but- it's actually a good thing, because if no one mentions your first kiss, oh, who cares a fuck? Depressing. Uh, so you need to have some considerations, like, do any of your friends also want to kiss them? Sometimes you're in those situations where it's like, you know what, I'm going to kiss them tonight, get my first kiss, and they're like, oh my god, I had my first kiss with them as well. Go for it. No problemo. But if it's like one of your friends properly likes them or dated them, then we've got to really reconsider because there is a lot of emphasis on that first kiss. And if your first kiss is shattered with drama, honestly, mine was kind of left it a little bit. Always live for the drama. Hmm. But it is something to consider, especially if there's going to be long-term like fallout with friendships or whatever. Which you might think they'll get over it, but let me tell you. They don't. I made this mistake once. Not mm-hmm. my first kiss. I kissed someone that one of my friends liked. They had like a little thing. Mm -hmm. And this is the one time in my entire life that I genuinely mean it when Mm -hmm. I say it was an accident. (laughs) Like I was very drunk. Mm -hmm. It was midnight on that New Year's when I kissed everyone. Mm -hmm. He just happened to be on the beach with me at midnight. And you turned and you kissed And I just did it. And then I was like, whoops. But that is the closest thing to an accident I've ever had. And then I was like, "Uh uh-oh, my friend likes him. Mm. Better not tell anybody. It gets back to them. Oh, always. It gets back to them. Yeah. Um, And then, this is my friend Ruby who's probably listening. Hey, Ruby, it's a great story. Um, (laughs) She then was very upset, rightfully so, because Mm -hmm. it was a a dick move. Yeah. Absolute dick move. And then she left me a voicemail on January 2nd, which you may recognize as my birthday. Mm -hmm. The voicemail went thus. Hi, Maddie. It's Ruby. Um, I'm just calling because I wanted you to know that I found out what you did and I think you're a fucking bitch. Happy birthday. And have fun in Italy with Bethany, who probably hates you too. 
And that is why to this day, I cannot listen to voicemails because they give me so much anxiety (laughs) from that one voicemail. Does your friends also want to kiss the boy? If yes, it is not worth it. No. Maybe you want a little bit of drama. I was happy with my amount of drama. It was accidental, but it was honestly kind of fun. Yeah. My amount of drama is hinted at in the second and final bullet point for drama to follow, which is, will you have to see him the next day at Cold Rock? And I did. Let's go on to practicing. Maddie, she said she didn't practice at all. I did not practice at all. And you know what? I'll put my hand up, guys. Hello. I practiced. How? I practiced. I took notes. I remember one of them was in... um, Tomorrow When the War Began. What the fuck? In that book, they mentioned how they practice kissing. And I, I gave I gave it the old, what, not college try. How? Did you just try. like lick your hand? So there were multiple techniques. A big one is the pillow. This is in a lot of movies as well. People just practice moving your mouth on a pillow. The one that I found most intriguing and probably used to practice <laughs> um, is the hand. It, I'm not okay when I say a practice I'm not being like I stayed up every fucking night kissing my <laughs> I honestly think if I had tried I would have got to the point where I put my mouth on the pillow licked the pillow slightly and went nah yeah but, no, but I, I didn't even get no, that but I'm far. saying that that's all that happened right but these are the I'm I'm look Maddie this is the first kiss episode I'm laying out the techniques that people try there's the kissing on the pillow there's the kissing the hand you make this shape where you put your like your thumb and your it's like the shadow together. puppet of the duck yeah and you just try and kiss that and pretend that that's a mouth Ew. um yeah don't do it I'm not trying to be boastful on this podcast but the guy I had my first kiss with did tell everyone that I was a really good kisser and I was like you did not need to tell people that like I know it was my first kiss it was probably bad. And he was like, that was your first kiss. That was like really good. I'm like, what? Oh my God. Yeah. I don't think that had so, anything to do with the hand. I, no, all I'm saying is we don't know it was or wasn't the practice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just don't this think. This is the cringest thing I've ever admitted to online. Is it? <laughs> Kissing is not active. It is reactive largely. Ooh. So doing it on an inanimate object or your own hand, not going to get yeah. that. And you don't get like a lot of it is just about your vibe with that person and how you both move together. And you're not going to get that from your hand or a pillow, you know? Yeah. Speaking from experience there. <laughs> the, I don't think I ever tried the pillow one. I don't think I did. I think you're lying. You know what makes more sense than a pillow? What? Has pe- have people done fruit? A fruit? What type of fruit? Um, I think they're all too, like, spherical. Mm, not a watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> Watermelon's too firm. Like, an like I'm just trying to think of something that has a similar concept to the pillow but that has any give and isn't dry and fabric I mean I'm thinking it's just something that you can you're a teenager you don't have that much privacy if you start sneaking through your mom might be like what the fuck's happening just start making out with people left right and fucking center just go for it you'll get there it's fine you'll probably get glandular at some point I only practice in the lead up to the kiss once I had my first kiss I knew what was was going on but the first few kisses are the practice yeah and like I said you will probably get glandular fever at some point or mono if you're American yeah everyone does it's fine anyway the next point is uh are you way too interested in practicing on a same-sex friend? Things to consider with solely Fiona. So I'm going to sit back. I mean, look, <laughs> you idiot baby gays. <laughs> um, if you have friends, so say if, you, say if you're a gal and... In this hypothetical situation. And you, in this really hypothetical situation, you have some gal pals that you decide that you're going to practice kissing... For the boys, because you want to be a good kisser when you kiss the guys, because it, you know, you don't want to have a bad rep. If you are 
regularly looking forward to your practice sesh, have a little internal monologue with yourself. You can kiss people at the same gender to practice and it doesn't mean anything, but if you are kissing people at the same gender or if honestly my main experience was being like, absolutely not, no way. Because I, there was a very long phase there where I was like, oh no, girls like kiss other girls at parties for boys and why would I do that for a boy's attention? And it was never like, <laughs> I know I was dumb. Um, it was never like, oh, I don't want to kiss a girl. It was, no, I'm not doing that for guys. Oh my God. And then girls didn't want to kiss in private as well. <laughs> 11, 11. Okay, we um, <laughs> the next point is just things to consider things you uh -huh. should know one of these categories is and then what kissing leads to other things sometimes it does like do whatever the fuck you want obviously but with your first kiss i would not recommend doing anything else no because that is already a lot to process physically emotionally do the first kiss and get out of there is my top tip my first kiss was in the grade above me Mm -hmm. So he was used to a whole bunch of different shit mm. and didn't know it was my first kiss because yeah. I, you know, pretend to be a really cool girl. So if his hands start a wandering, yep. I need to be mentally prepared that that's something that I am going to need to avoid. And that is where the party location does really shine because you can just be like, what? I heard a noise. I'm out of here. Mm -hmm. You know what I actually did do? What did you do? I made out with the guy. Mm hmm and then, just spoiler alert, my first kiss was on a yacht. We'll get to that later, but that's really important context at this point. <laughs> I made out with this guy up mm -hmm. the front of the yacht mm -hmm. in, like, a little group sitting around on, like, you know the, you know the top of the yacht. Yeah, that's, yeah, like, the yeah. seats. With, like, little blankets and stuff. Cute. Made out with him. Then the hands started moving. And I was mm -hmm. like, I'm 13. I don't want you to touch me anywhere. I <laughs> yeah. barely even wanted to kiss you. It's just a rite of passage. I know I'm going to need to kiss a lot of people this year. And I needed to break the ice. <laughs> so his hands started wandering. I avoided that. I think I just like, this leads us to the next topic, which is where to put your hands, where not to put your hands. Anyway, mm -hmm. I think I just put his hand like on my leg or something. Mm -hmm. Then I made sure to stay there like a cool girl for another like, three to five minutes. Mm -hmm. Then I got up, ran to the back of the yacht where my other friends were, were sitting and sat between my two guy friends for the rest of the night and did not speak to him. Perfect. Yeah. The other thing for where to put your hands, where not to put your hands, mm -hmm. just some basics. I think some pretty top tier hand placements. Neck. Because the neck, no, all right. I'm not saying choke them, Maddie. <laughs> A very essential part of the body is the neck. Run your finger alongside the neck. Get a little excited for that little smoochie of yours. Just to make sure everything we're discussing here is inherently consensual. We're not of even going to think about anything else. So yeah. here we go. Everything is insanely consensual. Yeah. So you're already fingers in hair, fingers on neck. Mm -hmm. And so when the first kiss happens, your hands might just gravitate towards back of the neck. Because okay, back of the neck. Yes. Okay, we're on the same page yes. here. I thought um, you meant like side and I was like, nah. No, no, no. Because you've already been kind of negotiating the neck and the hair area mm -hmm. and putting your fingers in the hair during the first kiss is a little bit intense, a little bit steamy, some could say. Yeah. Back of the neck, after, Not side of the after neck. playing after playing with the side of the neck, front of the neck, no sir, mm -mm. leave that for university. Drape the wrist over the shoulder. Oh, good one. That was a good one, mm -hmm. yeah. Because we don't want to go in any naughty areas. It's no. your first kiss, guys. And when you've seen movies, you're like, should I put my hand on their face? Should I put oh my, my God, hand on- Oh don't put your hand on their face. No, just don't touch their face full stop. Halfway between knee and hip, don't go above halfway. You know, the outer part of the leg is really safe, 
But you know what? Cheeky, just on the in, in, inner, inner yep. thigh, mm-hmm. is a fantastic another. If sensual... you're sitting, if you're standing, don't. Oh my god! Shove your hand <laughs> between their legs. You're just like reaching for the knee. Yeah. <laughs> no. Do not on the butt. Not on the butt, please. Especially if there are any teenage guys listening. Not on the butt. Boob or butt. Don't. It doesn't feel nice. It's, it's not nice. And especially for a first kiss. If I had to think back to my first kiss and someone's groping my butt, ugh. If you don't have a butt, hit us up. Imagine interviewing that person for the podcast, someone without a butt. True. Have you read the book The Bugalugs Bum Thief? <laughs> Some basics of kissing. If you haven't had your first kiss yet, which we're assuming none of you have. Of course not. Anything you know about kissing is either coming from what other people have told you, they are probably all lying, mm-hmm. or movies and TV. No, no tricks. Yeah. No advanced moves. This Mm-mm. is your first kiss. You don't need to be biting their lip. You don't need to be figuring out some specific tongue maneuvers. No. You don't need to be putting your hands in really weird places. Just stick to the basics. The lips smooch. That's, that's it. it. No teeth. Mm-hmm. There is no place for teeth. Like I had one lip biter, mm-hmm. and that like was good to an extent, but after a while, it's mm-hmm. too much, and literally my lip like swelled up. Yeah, and you're like, it was okay, too much. Right. Yeah. I was like, oh, too Lip much. biting in general, this is, you know, this is advanced. So if someone's already had their first kiss, but they're looking for their second, just That's lip, fine. Welcome. Lip biting in general, just don't overdo it. Because lip biting, if you overdo it, it's also loses its impact. Like the lip bite is fun because like, whoa, what's happening? Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're just constantly gnawing at their bottom lip, it's like, ugh. also to be clear, always bite bottom lip. Someone yeah. once bit my oh top my God. lip and I was like, are you fucking high? Top lip bite? Never. Don't, no, consider it. Lip bite, full stop. Leave it for honestly, at least three years in. On the same note as no biting. Mm-hmm. No lip sucking. Never. This is, there is never a good time. Never. You may have seen the Kylie Jenner challenge. Those things balloon. They are sensitive little lads. So you'll end up with one uneven side that's all puffed up. Mm-hmm. You're gonna look dumb as hell. All right. Another quick basic is, really thought I'd be able to finish that sentence. Less is more when it comes to tongue. If you're in doubt, None. You want 90% of your tongue to still be in your own mouth, pretty much. I would say... 85? I would say 80%. Yeah, okay. I don't know how long a tongue is, but (laughs) you don't don't want it any any more than 20% of your tongue to be in their mouth. No. And I think another one is as well, saliva control. Mm -hmm. Because I once had a kiss where I was very thankful it happened in a pool because I had to just dive under the water straight after and get it off. It was so bad. As you're leaning in or there's moments occurring, just quick swallow and then dive on in there, buddy. Yeah, never have I made out with someone and thought that was too dry. Other basics of the first kiss, everything counts. If it's in a play, it counts. If it's spin the bottle, it counts. Mm -hmm. The only time it doesn't count is if you're like, I don't want that to count, in which case it doesn't count. Obviously, yeah. Yeah. And you know what? We're proud of you. We are so... Proud of whether you. you've had your first kiss, whether you're you, one of the 98% who haven't, who haven't, and are just hopefuls, you know, little dreamers out there, little ingenues waiting to <laughs> lock lips, then we are so proud of you. And you know what? Another hard and fast rule, the final one to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Don't stress it. Have fun. We have had a whole podcast because we don't want you to stress it. We know that all these questions are weighing on your mind mm-hmm. and we're here to just tell you to chill out. We sit down and we think every week, what do our listeners need to hear? And both of us just went, they are all so stressed about securing and executing that first kiss. That first pash. And we thought maybe we can help. 
you know, we've covered parties versus parks. We've covered where to put your hands, where not to put your hands. We've covered the drama that could follow. You know what we haven't covered? What haven't we covered? People that you just absolutely under no circumstances should kiss. Okay. Anyone who works at your school, even if they're not a teacher, even if they're oh, like God, yeah. a, some random like rowing coach, no one, no one who works mm-hmm. anywhere. Full stop. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no siblings of your friends. You can do that later on, yeah. but first kiss is just too much. Yeah. It's just too much. No step siblings. Ooh, no actual siblings. I mean, yeah, I was good. I feel like incest is, you know, implied that we don't do that. Um, but if you were thinking of it, no siblings, no cousins. No second cousins. No, no relatives, even if it's just by marriage, guys. Nah. Even if you're like, I don't care. My second cousin is only related by marriage and he's really hot. Nah. Think about it. You're going to be that person who kissed their cousin. For your first kiss, no less. For your first kiss. When it comes to kissing cousins, no one gives a fuck about semantics. No one can ever be bothered to understand, let alone use the terms first, removed, whatever. Yeah. All people are going to hear is, that person kissed their cousin. That will never leave you. It will never leave. Mm -mm. For this final segment, I have invented a rhyme-based game. Oh, God. The rules are, anyone you name in this game Mm -hmm. should be the first time you kiss this specific person. Mm Mm-hmm. And unless otherwise stated, you can't use the same person twice. Okay. Now, the premise of this game is we start with first kiss, which Mm -hmm. is obviously the story of our first kisses. These should be very concise answers, I must emphasize. Yes. And then I've thought of nine more words that rhyme with first, and I'm going to take you through those. I'm so confused. So, first kiss, self-explanatory. Worst kiss, Mm self-explanatory. Rehearsed kiss? (laughs) What is the most premeditated first kiss you've had? Reimbursed kiss? Did you ever pay it forward and become someone else's first kiss? Mm -hmm. Cursed kiss. (laughs) Self-explanatory. Reversed kiss? A time when kissing someone turned your feelings right off. Traversed kiss? Your most international kiss. Confused kiss? Is there anyone that's confused but I made it right with (laughs) confused kiss? Is there anyone that you always think you must have kissed? But no, you haven't. Mm -hmm. Yeah? Divorced kiss. Have you ever kissed an ex? That's divorced, but Mm -hmm. divorced. Uh, (laughs) And finally, reinforced kiss. Did the first time you kissed your current partner confirm that the feelings were correct? Or was there a different result? That is a really good game, right? Okay, first kiss. My first kiss was with one of my good friends and we actually remained really good friends and it was at my friend's party Mm -hmm. and we snuck away to the little movie room and he was sitting on my lap oh that's interesting yeah i think it's because there was like a bunch of people in the room at first so we're all squished and then like it just it it happened but it wasn't weird you know fuck gender roles am i right Mm -hmm. um and then yeah we're just sitting chatting and then he put his hand lifted my little chinny chin up Mm -hmm. And had a smooch. My first kiss took place at a yacht party Mm -hmm. when I had just turned 13. Mm -hmm. So I was on this yacht and it was with like the popular group from all the different private schools. So I was like, I'm here to impress. I'm here to be a different girl tonight. I was like, I need to get this first kiss out of the way so that I can go and start making out with other guys. Saw a guy who was like kind of cute. He was like my type out of the older boys who were there. Mm -hmm. Older being he was in year nine and I was in year eight. Yeah. And just, yeah, made made out with him. Nice. At the front of the boat, I've described the rest of it. Then I ran the fuck away yep. to the other end of the yacht. And then the next day, saw him down Glen Ferry Road, ran away from him, haven't seen him since. Valid. Yeah. Worst kiss. What was your worst kiss? 
Honestly, I'm just gonna, sorry to shout it out again, but that kiss that I had with the guy who had so much tongue and saliva going mm -hmm. on, and I was just so thankful that I was in a pool so that I could just like dive under the water, Ugh. swim away, and be free. I'm sure that I have a worse kiss, mm -hmm. like from sometime in high school, mm -hmm. but the one that sticks in my mind. Yeah. One day I was in Florence and this is the day that Will and I had I been texting. This. Yeah. Will and I had been texting. This is in 2014, by the way. Mm -hmm. And this is the day that he sent me that notorious text. I like you. I'm just scared. You want me to be your boyfriend. Mm -hmm. So I was like, fuck you. Went out, got a gelato, got invited out by the gelato guy. Yeah. And I was like, sure. You know what? When I'll go. Went in Roma. Am I right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Went out on a date with this Italian guy. Um, at one point he asked me to go back to his house to meet his kitten. And I was like, I'm not, not going to get murdered. No, thank you. Um, we did make out at the end. Mm -hmm. It was so gross. Rehearsed kiss. What is the most premeditated first kiss with someone that oh you've had? Oh my God. Oh my God. This was 2013, between 2013 and 15. I okay. honestly don't remember. I had like a minor thing for this guy. It was just like, it wasn't that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. And then all of my friends and I at this party where everyone was crashing that night because it was like a big house. Mm -hmm. Everyone was like, what we're going to do is we're going to make it so obvious that Fiona wants to make out with this person. It was a group scheme and it was so funny because like all the time, like for example, two of my friends and I were sitting like next to each other. Luke comes and my friend gets up and no, my friend invites him to sit in my seat. And I was like, what are you doing? I'm trying to chat to Luke and now you're sitting in the seat next to him. I can't sit next to him anymore. And then my friend just goes, Offie, why don't you sit on Luke's lap? That was one of them. Or like, I'd be like chatting to Luke and then some of our friends would come and be like, oh Luke, actually, can you help us with this? And then I'd be like, no, like full, like gesturing towards him. So it was a whole house It was like a conspiracy. full house yeah. and it was successful. My most rehearsed kiss. Mm -hmm. I had a crush on a guy at the end of year eight. So I was like, end of being 13. Mm -hmm. And we've been talking for ages on MSN Messenger. Mm -hmm. And we like, we both liked each other, but we were both little bitches and also like 13 years old. Yes. So he came over to my friend's house mm -hmm. and we all watched The Grudge together. All of us watched The Grudge together. And you'd think when you're 13, you're watching a scary movie together. Perfect. We're all on the couch in like the weird, like outbuilding that they have. Yeah. We were really close, but no, we didn't. We didn't, we, we fucking chickened out. We didn't do it. Oh my God. And so he goes home to his friend's house. Mm -hmm. This is in Brighton mm -hmm. in, in Melbourne, which is like a, a Bayside suburb. Mm -hmm. He goes back to his friend's house. I'm still at Nina's house. And I'm like, I can't believe I didn't kiss him. <laughs> Night rolls around. <gasps> Nina's parents are out there at the yacht club. Mm -hmm. We're home alone. I'm texting him. And he's like, come over. <gasps> so we leave Nina's house. I didn't take shoes with me. This is reminiscent of another time we snuck out of someone's house. I didn't take shoes, but I did take a muffin. It's a running theme. It's very stupid. <laughs> we run through the streets of Brighton mm -hmm. from Nina's house to his friend's house. Mm -hmm. We arrive. I see him. All the friends group together somewhere else. We go to the back of the tennis court. We make out. And then we run all the way back to Nina's house before her parents get back. You'll love to see it. Reimbursed. Did you ever pay it forward and become someone else's first kiss? I... No, for a fact, I was at least one person. Yeah. My year 10 first boyfriend mm -hmm. uh, met during the musical. He was a lovely boy. Really yeah. lovely boy. Honestly, I probably should have dated him forever. Yeah. But yeah, I was his first kiss. Then I freaked out after like three weeks and dumped him out of nowhere because I have emotional problems. Fair. I don't think I've been anyone's first kiss. Most of the time you wouldn't know. And But I was going to say, I 
there's a chance I have and I just did not know because yeah. I've kissed a couple of people in my time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you know what? If somehow I am someone's first kiss, hit me up. Let me know. I would love to know. Cursed kiss. Ooh. What do you think is your most cursed kiss? God. My cursed kiss is the guy that I kissed at midnight on New Year's that my friend liked. You did Because goof. boy, that was a fuck up mm. and it had huge fallout. And also he was not even cute. And I mean that he was not cute. I would never have kissed him normally. Fair. So that was cursed. Hmm. I honestly can nothing of of a cursed kiss. Can you think of one for me? Did you date that guy that took you to the Charles Dickens pub? I didn't kiss him though. Huh. I've gone on so many weird dates, yeah. but I don't kiss them. No, you have to have one. You have to have one. <gasps> mm. I can't say it though. You can describe the situation. We're not saying names. Okay, Fiona's most cursed kiss we can't say because the person it is may actually listen. listen. And I also don't want them to think that they are the cursed one. I know that's really annoying, but I will say one detail about the cursed kiss that does not give away what it was. Mm -hmm. I was present. Not as the kiss happened. No, because I was waiting to get picked up in your house by myself with your weird housemates. Yeah, it's on me. (laughs) <laughs> and you left me by myself to go to your room with the curse. For a cursed kiss, yeah. yeah. No, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. I forgot you were there. <laughs> I, yeah, I know you did. Reversed kiss, a time when kissing someone turned your feelings right off. <gasps> okay, so after one of my breakups, mm-hmm. uh, the ex wrote a list of people that I was not allowed to kiss. Which is great, because that's just a to-do list at that point. It really was. And one of the people on that list was one of our good mutual friends. And I told this good mutual friend about the list and he was like, that's fucking bullshit. We should make out for that. Mm -hmm. And there were a lot of reasons it should have worked. And then we like made out and then we just looked at each other like, this is no, (laughs) this just can't happen. It's so weird, which is really just proof that you can have everything right on paper. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. My reversed kiss. I met this guy, we were at a beach town and it was really fun. And I was like obsessed with him Mm -hmm. that summer. Went back to Perth in like, March, April holidays. Mm -hmm. Saw him, hung out, he stayed over, we made out. And like, as soon as we made out, I was just like, nah, I can't. Like I got the ick so hard, (laughs) so hard. And then he would not stop texting me. Traversed, your most international kiss. In 2014, every single person I made out with was from a different country. Mm -hmm. One of them, I, an Australian, American, Hungarian, Mm -hmm. already very international. Was in Berlin, Germany, and I made out with a Norwegian. Yeah. And I think he was like half Portuguese or something. Yeah. So that's pretty international. See, the issue is... His name was Ziggy. Me, an Australian, in London, making out with people from other areas of Europe. Yeah. There are too many of those. I honestly hesitate to even count UK, because that to me is like, that's not international. But even like... Germany. But did you make out with someone in Germany who wasn't from Australia or the UK? Yeah. What was that? I don't remember. Are both of us in Germany? Well, then both of us are just in Germany. Fine. (laughs) Like us right now at Burgheim. Confused kiss. Is there anyone that you always think you must have kissed, but no, you have not? My issue is, and we're definitely not going to go into details of this in the podcast or ever anywhere online. Sure. But as we both know, I've had many of those people... And then I made a concerted effort in around 2013 <laughs> to ensure that we could see those to fruition. Yeah. So no more details will be given, but I don't think I have 
A confessed kiss. What's your confessed kiss? My confused kiss (laughs) is um, one time when I was 16, I met a guy at a party and at that party, he got into a big fight with some other guys out the front and his friends had to like drag him back into the kitchen. He was bleeding from the face. So obviously (gasps) I at 16 was like, I must have you. I was there for a week. Again, this is in Perth. All of my stories are in Perth. Mm -hmm. And so we like talked again over MSN all week. Then we hung out the next Saturday all day, went to a party together at the night and just didn't make out. Yeah. And that to this day, I'm like, what? Fair. Anyway, I think he's actually on meth now. Love that for you. Divorced kiss. Divorced kiss. (laughs) So divorced kiss. Have you ever kissed an ex? I think my issue is that all my lines have been too blurry to determine if they're an ex. But I would say yes. I'm just going to say yes. Simple yes. Have you kissed an ex? Obviously, yes. The second one from the first episode is the first one that comes to mind. Yeah. Before we get to the final one, Mm -hmm. I just want to say, is there a... Just a notable or weird or mm-hmm. cinematic one mm-hmm. that we haven't mentioned yet. I do just think that time that I had a first kiss with someone and our kissing styles matched perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like that was just so rare. A sparks flying first kiss mm-hmm. and never eventuated into anything. The fact that it is that compatible is quite notable on my end. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mine is uh, with the guy from whom I got the name Mad Zors because he played World of Warcraft. Love that. Uh, he also played water polo so i was at water polo nationals with him in 20 when i was 15 Mm -hmm. and we'd had a lot of tension Mm -hmm. at one point he had a break between games for a couple of hours so we went up to the adjudication room above the diving pool Mm -hmm. and just made out for ages and he was in like a robe in his little water polo bathers and it was a really fucking weird time because i was fully clothed and we probably honestly would have done more in the adjudication room above the diving pool, except the door didn't lock. And I'm really glad that I am not saying right now that I lost my virginity in an adjudication room above the diving pool at Water Polo Nationals. That was really great. Actually, that wouldn't have even been that bad. Emotionally, it would have been bad, but anecdotally fantastic. True. Yeah. The final category is reinforced kiss. <laughs> Did the first time we kissed Riley and Will, respectively, <laughs> confirm those feelings immediately? Or was there a slightly different result? You go first. I feel like, look, not to be like a lesbian stereotype, I feel like my feelings were confirmed before we had the first kiss. I don't, I'm not going to be like, we had that first kiss and like sparks flew and I was like, this is it for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. But it was definitely like, first kiss, this is fucking dope. And like our first time hanging out in person, because again, gay and long distance, like she came to stay with me for a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that was True. the first time meeting up. So like I kissed her on the first, as soon as she arrived, I'm like, let's just get this shit out of the way. Mm-hmm. Kept on smooching. Ew. That's it until I'm until we are married. <laughs> How about you, Maddie? I laughed in his face. <laughs> I laughed right in Will's face. So for anyone who's new here, Will and I were friends since 2014. Uh, Mid 2017, I flew back from London, was hanging out with my platonic friend Will, watching China's number one dating show, If You Are the One. Great show. At like midnight, I was like, oh, I should probably go home, and he just turns to me and is like, like so. What are we doing here? Oh my God, and I thought he was, I thought he was propositioning me. I thought he was like, are we going to just hook up right now? And I'd assumed at some point on that trip, we would hook up. Yeah. But I thought the, the fact that he was doing it so suddenly, I was like, fuck you. Yeah. I was like, that's what our friendship is to you. You asshole. No, no, no. Silly me. <laughs> he meant for the rest of our lives. <laughs> Dead ass. This boy <laughs> then looks at me and is like, I would be interested in a relationship with you. I had, I was nowhere near that page. Mm-hmm. I was like, I live in a different hemisphere. I, I thought we would hook so up. so vividly because I was still in London mm-hmm. and I was like getting all the text up. This is the biggest fright of my life. So mm-hmm. he's just like, yeah, I'm interested in a relationship with you, which with a long-term good friend, that's the rest of your fucking life. Mm-hmm. 
So he then just said, take your time, put his hood up, mm-hmm. and lay back on the bed. <laughs> I then sat cross-legged on his bed for literally, we know this because we know what time it was, a full hour in dead silence, staring at the wall, just trying to process what was happening. Mm. Apparently every so often I would just say, do you know what I mean? And he was like, no, because you haven't said anything. After an hour, he was like, do you want to just watch more of the show? And I was like, "Mm mm-hmm. So then I sat there in silence, watched the full episode of the hour long show, still like freaking out. Yeah. We then got in his car to drive home to my mom's house. And I, in my head, I was like, if we don't kiss tonight, then it's weird forever. Mm-hmm. So this whole drive, I'm just like, oh my God, we're, we're going to kiss in this car. I have to kiss Will. What is going to happen? <laughs> is it going to be the worst? Is it going to be okay? So then I literally just said to him, we sat outside just talking in the car. I was like, should we just give it a go and see if it's weird? I'm pretty sure I was like, yeah, should we just try it and see if it's yeah. fucked? And he was like, okay. Cause he was like, I want to marry you forever. And yeah. I was like, what? I thought we would just like hook up and then I'd leave. Mm. He turns to me and he leans in and I just burst out laughing right in his face. <laughs> like I just couldn't deal with it. And this is what I meant earlier. Like you need to just be ready for the lunch oh. because I laughed so hard in his face. And then I was like, sorry, you wait a second. <laughs> okay, try that again. And so then we made out. We didn't make it. We just kissed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, it wasn't, I didn't want to be sick. Mm-hmm. That was all I was looking for. I was like, can I stand this? God, <laughs> hetero standards. <laughs> just really, Anna. I love how yours is like, I was, I know, I know you guys are actually chill. Thank you like, so much. I know no, you and your boyfriend of three years no, you've lived with. But it's just so funny that like yours was, am I going to be sick? And mine was, I mean, I knew before we kissed, but. I mean, with other people I've known before we kissed, but this one, I was I just like, I just did not see it coming. Yeah. And with that added pressure, I was just like, what the fuck do I do? But yeah, happy times. Like it wasn't terrible. And I said that to him. I was like, mm-hmm. look, I could do that again. Yep. Maybe we'll do it again. And here we are. That's right. Here we are, listener. Yeah. So happily, I managed to Stockholm Syndrome myself eventually. That's that's heterosexuality for <laughs> This was a fun episode. Yeah. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. If you don't already, um, one, what's wrong with you? But two, don't forget to follow us all over social media. I am at Neon Fiona on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Maddie, where can they find you? I am at Madzors on YouTube and Twitter. I am at Maddie McGowan on Instagram. And Cabin Fever is at Hey Cabin Fever on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Do we have anything else important to say? Honestly, guys, if you are not following our Instagram yet, I'm not to be that gal, but it is, it phenomenal. is so good. And also, we have been reading all of your reviews. Please leave us a review if you haven't already, because I live for them. I have the Apple Podcast app on my phone literally just to read these reviews. And oh, yeah. I look at them almost every day. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed. So if you leave us a review... Yeah, just please do it. This podcast is truly our passion project at the moment. So we are spending a lot of time on those socials and looking at those reviews. Yeah. And we do not want any other Cabin Fever podcast to overtake us or we will both have a giant shit fit. So we'll actually probably have a meltdown, please. which would be great content, but... We wouldn't even think to record it. Yeah. And we'll be giving you great content for free without the meltdown. Mm-hmm. God, we're such good people. I know. And I didn't even have a snap attack from my brain drugs this whole episode. I know. I'm actually really happy. And I, you know what, Maddie? I think you did a really good job 
of coming back from your snap earlier. Thank because you. Right before we recorded this episode, yeah. boy, if you've never taken Vyvanse, um, yeah. it will maintain you in like whatever mood you're in. And once I got into a bad mood, I just stayed there. Yeah. But we got me out of it. Yeah. We delivered. And now everyone's going to get their first kiss. And I'm so excited. So excited. And if we orchestrate your first kiss, um, after you're done, film a TikTok. You've got a TikTok up. The kiss starts. You put your arm and phone up. You start, you break away. You look into the screen, you say... You say, thanks, Cabin Fever. Love your work. Do Exciting. it. Exciting. Do it, please. I suppose we ask teenagers to send us videos of them kissing. I don't think we're assuming anyone listening to this is a teenager. True. <laughs> and I don't think anyone's going to do it. True. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. We're going to go now. Kisses. Goodbye. Mama. <laughs> Toodaloo.